This is the Gary V Audio Experience. I think that one out of every two, or more likely two out of every three people in here that are a co-founder are not purebred actual entrepreneurs and are making a mistake in starting a company. And let me explain what I mean by that. And I know that's a raz and it's like a tough thing to say, but it, it leads to a bigger conversation of self-awareness. I'm not saying it like, I'm cool, I am, you aren't. I'm saying that we are living through a narrative time right now where over the last half decade, entrepreneurship has been glorified to an extreme where everybody just feels that they're entitled and should and it's attractive to start a company and what they're really doing is not putting themselves in the best position to succeed and are wasting time, hurting their brand, losing people's money, uh, doing a lot of things that won't help them and stunting their own growth because they would have been incredible number twos, threes, fours, and five. You have a lot of people that are built DNA-wise and skill-wise and have studied and went through school and have been formed and have trained to be unbelievable consultants at Bain and McKinsey and other places, have a great career, and then get involved in entrepreneurial ventures where they can leverage the monies they made and invest in things of that nature who are starting consumer apps out the gate and have no clue how to be a true bred entrepreneur because they don't have the stomach to deal when the market says go yourself, right? And so that's a problem. And more importantly, that problem, bless you, and that problem is about to rear its head because as a lot of people in this room know, you know, I know, and I'm sure others as I look around, as money crunches start to happen, bless you. I think that a lot of, I think that we've just lived through the golden era of people saying they were entrepreneurs, but what they were was they were operators that were building machines, aka companies, that were built for financial arbitrage. People have been building startups that are predicated on raising the next round. You've been building your company for user growth to raise your next round. You're not building a company. And so look, and this is not me standing on my high horse right before it's the fan. In 2009, and Jeff, you know this better than anybody in the room, in 2009, at the height of my career, bless you, as I, <laughs> listen, I get it. Does anybody else weirdly love to sneeze? Anybody? You do? I'm super into it. It gives me like a weird high. You too? What is that? Okay, let's figure it out later. Um, at the height of my career, after, by the way, just for context, I got much worse at investing, but my first three investments were Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr. So I'm in that, I'm friends with Zucks, friends with Travis from Uber, um, on, you know, Crush It just came out and it's killing. Um, everything's going great. And in the middle, and this is 2009, it's all about to happen. I'm at the height, I'm one of the 20 most followed people on Twitter and Twitter's just starting to matter. Me and my brother start a client service business. A client service business, something that is really at the lowest end of admiral startups, right? Just a eight times EBITDA business, like a not super sexy, like eat from clients all day, right? And so, so this is not me post-gaming or Monday morning quarterback, this is me telling you what I've been doing with my behavior. While all this was available to me, nobody could have raised more money than me in 2009 and 10. I'm right there at the top of it. All that, I had already built a $65 million business. I'm at the top of my game and I took four steps back, including being ridiculed and made fun of by my internet famous friends. I went and built VaynerMedia. AJ even to, you know, didn't love it because all his friends were millionaires on paper joining Path and, you know, and Dig and Reddit and all this stuff. And 
we kind of struggled with it for the first two years because it was hard. It was a big humble pie that I had to eat. I had to go into brand manager meetings and it was crazy for where I was in my career but I was self-aware to know what I was capable of building that would be successful. And in the 48 months since I've really run it, it's been alive for six years, I've grown that company from 30 to 650 employees from three to $100 million in revenue, right? And not pass through revenue of media, like we do 100 million, right? And in current 2.5 to three time revenue valuations for agencies, it's a 250 to $300 million valuation with a business that's gonna kick $17 million in profit this year. That me and my brother and my partner, right? And that one you can clap because that was real execution in the face of a lot of sexy other things to do. In the face of, and I wasn't a kid, I'd already made it and I still went practical. The level of practicality, the level of self-awareness, the level of patience, the level of humility, the level of empathy to the market and gratitude for your opportunities and the level of understanding what's happening in the macro and microeconomic climate in our space is And it's about to hit the fan. And so I highly recommend if you take anything from my talk tonight, I would ask you to do one thing. Start the process of becoming much more honest with yourself. It will help you make much better decisions and it will help you in the long run. It may not taste as fun or as glamorous in the short term, but it will put you in a much better position. Because something I've learned, as this has become more obvious to me in the last year, as I started doing the Ask Gary V show and started giving more EQ, more self-awareness, more of those kind of talks, and as I wrote this book, I started realizing, huh, I started asking more questions. And when, because I was so isolated from Silicon Valley, when I built my Web 1.0 company, started talking to a lot of my 40 and 50 year old friends at these companies, at GE, at Procter & Gamble, at Fox News, at Turner, at Toyota, at all my big clients, Fortune 500. And you know what I realized? Holy sh**. A lot of these 40 and 50 year old friends of mine, they were all worth millions of dollars in 1999 on paper in Silicon Valley. Because the next wave of what we just lived through is a lot of people getting jobs. And so, You can either right now with my advice, if you believe me, for the three of you in here, you can either take your business and start becoming practical with it and try to build a business that makes money instead of trying to position it for your next round or you could start dusting off your resume and trying to get the best first jobs that are about to become available as all this is gonna hit the fan because I promise you, it is. And so I'm not here to doomsday, I'm here to go practical. And the level of practicality in our space is grossly missing. And so I I hope you heed that. Now, at the same token, let me go crazy optimistic on you. This is why this is the most interesting time in my career. In parallel, this is not 1999 and 2000 when the internet wasn't ready and wasn't at scale and it wasn't just there yet. This is at a time where you can build something that can go from zero to 100 million users in 18 months because we're at full scale. We're at mobile revolution. So with all this talk of me telling you like, you suck and it's about to hit the fan, in parallel, there may be three people in here that are poised because I promise you, Airbnb and Uber and companies like that and even potentially, hopefully I'm an investor, Drizzly and things like that, these are the previews. They're not anomalies. So in parallel to 98% joker land fake entrepreneur, everybody thinks they're one, in parallel, 
there's gonna be an enormous amount of companies in the next 24 months, maybe more than in the last 24 months, that go on to become the Slacks and the Ubers of the world because there's so much opportunity because Andreessen's right, software is absolutely eating up the world and every single thing that we are, as humans are inefficient at will be closed the gap by technology. So it's an interesting place. You know, I have a, a lot, I'm about to close a very large fund and probably a $100 million fund, it's gonna be funny for me to deploy capital during this because I know so many people are posers, but I also know that there's gonna be so many opportunities for big businesses to be built. And so I think we're sitting in a very interesting time and I think the, the reason I decided to put the word self-awareness as one of the key title parts of this book is I think we start having a very important conversation of self-awareness because there is another part, and I'll open up Q&A, to this self-awareness thing. The dirty little secret about our world that is not being talked enough about is depression and suicide. My friends, in a world where everybody is cheering when you get a series A or B check, which means you've just given up a piece of your business, by the way, um, and in a world where everybody's gonna crush it and everybody's gonna win, there are a lot of people, especially when they were built to be good students and be good number fours and sevens, that when they go to be a one, and after a life full of winning, because they understood that system, they go into the actual marketplace. No more rich friends and families and connections in private school and good universities. No, real the game. Nobody gives a who your dad is. That game, when they go to that game and they lose, it's tough. And if we keep telling everybody that it's so easy to do it, and if we don't start talking about that the entry level to be in the top 1% earners in America is only $400,000 a year. And they use the word only because nobody here is even in the mindset of million dollar or bust, right? We need to start having proper conversations. If we don't start talking about 95 plus percent of your startups will fail. If we don't do that, then we're really doing disservice to the people that join the greatest thing in the world, in my opinion, which is capitalism, entrepreneurship, market dynamics, what makes this place great. And so I'm not saying this because I wanna sit on my high horse, I'm saying this right here and saying we have to start having much, much, much more honest conversations in our space because we're doing nobody any good. 